The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Whether you're experiencing loss, pain, or just need a pick-me-up from time to time, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories and words of hope, love, and encouragement. Get ready to laugh while you learn. Here's your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to my show, Go For It, here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Thank you so much for coming back today, and thank you so much for coming back every week to listen to me and my awesome guests that I have on the show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, I am your empowerment coach. And so every week, I like to get have you walk away being empowered, empowered with your life and the choices that you make in your life. And I know this show is going to be no different, and my guest on the show is going to give us some awesome, awesome advice today. And I'm really Really looking forward to our interview. But before we do that, I always like to give hopes of encouragement. And here's some of them for you today. Don't think about what can happen in a month. Don't think about what can happen in a year. Just focus on the 24 hours in front of you and do what you can to get closer to where you want to be. And then remember, don't miss out on something that could be great just because it also could be difficult. Ah, I have that problem sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, uh, I don't know about that. And then the definition of empowerment. The authority or power given to someone to do something. Empowerment is also a noun. And then there's also the process of becoming stronger and more confident, especially in controlling one's life and claiming one's rights. That's what I love about empowerment. And I love giving you guys and the empowerment. And I know that I do because thank you again for all your texts and your emails and your phone calls. And I so appreciate each and every one of my listeners and all the different countries that listen to the show. So my guest today is Dr. Bob Dudley. And I'm so excited to bring him on. We met because we use the same publisher. And his book is called Seven Perfect Steps to Success, How You Can Achieve Your Dreams. And I'm like, oh, what a perfect perfect person to bring on the show. So a little bit about Dr. Bob Dudley. He is a motivational speaker. He's an evangelist. And his book that I just talked about is a number one international best-selling author. And Dr. Bob Dudley currently keeps his plate very full. He is a senior partner of the premier success mentoring company, Life Changers 180. He is also the lead evangelist and executive director of the Laura B. Walker Foundation. Bob was born in Los Angeles County in 1957. He is the oldest of seven children, but he grew up in the rougher parts of town. At the age of 18, after moving around enough to go to 17 different schools, Bob dropped out of high school and he left home. He found his way into the Army Infantry, where he spent three years of his life. While stationed in South Korea, Bob earned his GED and ultimately received a high school diploma. In 1980, Bob made a discovery that completely changed the course of his life and ultimately became the seed for his latest book, Seven Perfect Steps to Success. After leaving the Army, he found himself in Bible college. Well, that lasted three semesters before he quit. 
With a childhood in the projects, living on welfare, and dropping out of high school and college, he felt he was destined for a life of mediocrity. Before he faded into complete obscurity, he decided to prove to himself he could accomplish something. This came in the form of going to the local university to get a degree. He decided to get a degree in physics. He had no idea what this was. Well, neither do I, really. But it sounded hard to him. And with several strikes against him and getting his degree, he jumped in with both feet. The result? He earned his BS in physics in three years and graduated with honors at the top of his class. He also learned an important lesson that would serve him the rest of his life, how to be successful at anything. For the next 30 years, Dr. Bob Dudley dominated everything he tried. He, and this is just kind of a short list of everything he's done. He's earned his black belt in several martial arts. He started and ran a successful chain of martial arts studios. He became a professional dancer and dance instructor. He earned five college degrees as diverse as physics, aerospace engineering, and theology. Holy buckets, Bob. That's some smart stuff. 20-plus year career in the military, retiring as a major in the United States Air Force. Thank you for that, Bob. Went from a high school dropout out. Sorry, went from a high school dropout to a rocket scientist, started and ran a successful aerospace software consulting company, Written has written eight books, which this one that we talked about is a number one international bestseller, owner of several profitable real estate investment companies, founded an evangelism ministry responsible for tens of thousands of people finding God, and co-founder and senior partner of Life Changers 180. And so today, Dr. Bob Dudley is anxious to share uh, his steps in this Seven Perfect Steps with everyone who desires to be successful. So, Dr. Bob Dudley, welcome to my show, Go For It, here on Voice America. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate the offer to be here today. Yes, that is fantastic. So, that is an impressive resume, let me tell you. I am, as I'm reading this more, and also, again, thank you for your service with 20-year career in the military. That is fantastic. You have done... A lot of different things. I mean, I'm reading this going, holy buckets, he has done so many different things. So out of everything, what do you think, well, tell, actually, you know what, tell my audience a little bit more about what made you really go for physics of all things. I mean, especially when you weren't really sure what you wanted to do in college. Well, <laughs> uh, to to explain why I picked physics, I need to tell you a little bit uh, about my childhood. I um my my mom and and my dad they were dating. She was twenty and he was twenty nine at the time, and uh, she found out she's pregnant. So they went down to Justice Peace, got a marriage license, got married. Uh, about six months later, I'm born, and a couple months after that, they're divorced. And I've uh, never, mm-hmm. never seen him. Uh, my mom was married twice after that. Uh, I have, I'm the oldest of um, seven um, brothers and sisters, half brothers and sisters and stepbrother. And uh, I grew up in a very dysfunctional, very um, negative family. There were uh, comments like, um, I don't know if any of the audience can relate to this, but like, you'll never amount to anything. And, you know, I can't believe how stupid you are. And uh, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Just really negative stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. like I said in the bio, I went to 17 different schools before I finally dropped out. I wound up running away from home. Uh, actually, just before that, the reason I ran away is, is the day I turned 18, my parents took me down to the local welfare office to sign up for benefits because that's just what you did in that environment. And I thought, I, I don't want that. So I went in the Army. Uh, eventually got out of the Army. Uh, while I was there, uh, my pastor asked me what I wanted to do when I got out, and I said I wanted to go to college. 
didn't know what I wanted to do, so he suggested Bible college. So I did three semesters. I realized it wasn't for me, so now I'm quitting college. So I quit high school. When you get out of the Army, they try to recruit you to reenlist, so you make you feel like you're quitting that, and then I, and then I just, I'm getting ready to quit uh, college. So I'm feeling like, uh, like maybe I do belong on welfare. Maybe there's really nothing in my life. So mm-hmm. I get this idea. I get this idea that I'm going to get a degree. For whatever reason, in my head, that was a symbol of success. If I could do that, then, then I could do something. So I went down to the um, uh, local universities, Oakland University in Pontiac, Michigan, and I told the lady at registration, I want to get a degree. And she says, okay, what are you majoring in? I said, I don't know. I just want a degree. She says, well, you have to pick a major. Here's a catalog. Look at it. Tell me what you want to get a degree in. So I'm thumbing through it, and I'm thinking it's got to be something hard. You know, It's got to be something that, that is obviously a challenge. So I'm looking through it. And physics pops out. I had zero idea what physics was. I just, I'd read some science fiction and I'd heard the word. I knew it was hard. So I told the lady, I want to get a degree in physics. Now here's the thing. When you get a degree in physics, turns out you got to be good at math. Like, who knew? Uh, yeah, um, really. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I, um, I took this math placement test and, um, also, it turns out the, to get a degree in physics, you have to take calculus. I didn't know calculus was a math class. As a matter of fact, I'd never heard the word calculus before. <laughs> I took this math placement test. I had to take two years, four semesters of math before I could even take my first math class to get my degree in physics. But I decided I'm going to do it. And, uh, and, and it turns out I had three major strikes against me. One, I had to do the two years of math. Also, I was working 40 hours a week in a factory uh, second shift. And then I found out that the classes I took at Bible college, uh, the English and the history and the stuff that I figured would transfer over to the university, nothing. Uh, turns out the Bible college wasn't accredited. So I had to start all over again. And, uh, but I was determined I was going to do it. So I just knuckled down and turned out, uh, I could take classes in the summertime. I could double up on math classes. I wound up doing the whole degree in three years. And, and like I said, I graduated at the top of my class with honors, and it was just, it was life-changing because I realized um, I could do anything I put my mind to, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then the rest was history. I was going to say, when you say physics, I'm just like, my mind is just like, goes into a fog. <laughs> just like, <laughs> physics and oh, math, I'm you. like, oh, my mind is just a fog, Bob. It's like, oh, it's just, it's almost like... When I think of that, I'm just like, that almost goes over the top of me. But yet, we, you know, anybody can do it. And so congratulations. Isn't that a great feeling when you can finally realize you can do something? Even after all those years of negative talk that you were were told that you couldn't do it? Mm -hmm. I mean, you must have been on cloud nine that day when you're walking across that stage. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it was. It was just, it was amazing. The feeling, Mm -hmm. like you said, the Mm -hmm. Because I'd been taught my whole life that I was nothing and nobody and, and you know, and people that are ab- above us, uh, they did something to cheat us and, and, and they owe us. And, you know, just all that negative talk. And, uh, and, it was, and it was great to get that degree and start putting that behind me and moving mm-hmm. into a new life. And moving into a new life. That's right. Good. Congratulations. Well, you've had a lot of successes in your life. And Mm -hmm. I mean, just reading that bio, I was like, whoa, I mean, this, you know, so uh, you and I have a lot in common just because of that fact. And and I didn't, I didn't grow up in that negativity, but you, sometimes it's self-inflicted and sometimes you think, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to do it? But when I decided to go to college, I'm like, darn it, I'm doing this, you know, and I'm going to, 
you know, I'm going to graduate from college. And I did the same thing. I graduated in three and a half years. However, not with honors, but (laughs) um, I did graduate. So it is. And when you learn you can achieve something like that and you've done it on your own, basically, I mean, kudos to you and kudos to everybody who's done it. So that's an exciting, exciting thing. So as you went on, did you, you must have went back into the military after that? Yes, it turns out when I went in, when I went into the army, uh, it was the tail end of the Vietnam War. Uh, I wound up going to Korea. I didn't have to go to Vietnam, but it was during Vietnam. And uh, I had the GI Bill, which paid for college. So I went Mm -hmm. and got my degree in physics. And then I found out a bachelor's in physics really doesn't get you in any doors. They want doctors, doctors Mm -hmm. in physics. So I thought, well, what can I do? So I was walking in the mall and there was an Air Force recruiter there and they said, hey, uh, we're, we have this conversion program. Uh, we're taking uh, chemists and physicists and mathematicians. We commission you in the Air Force and then we send you back to school to get a bachelor's in aerospace engineering. So I said, sure, I'll do that. And, uh, and I signed up, uh, went in the Air Force. Uh, like a week after graduation, I'm down in, uh, from Pontiac, Michigan, I'm down in San Antonio, Texas, going to uh, at Lackland Air Force Base, uh, going to uh, officer training school for 90 days, and um, got commissioned, and then right away went to the University of St. Louis to get a degree in aeros- a bachelor's in aerospace engineering. Wow. Look at you go. That's fantastic. And you know what? I can tell Bob, and Bob and I have talked a couple times, but and then, of course, on Facebook, but I can just tell that anything you put your mind to, you're going to achieve. Yeah. It, seriously. Um, mm-hmm. And it comes from uh, where this book originally came from, The Seven Steps of Success. Uh, at first, it was just kind of innate. I just did these things. And then eventually, I realized that everything I was doing, I was following uh, this pattern. And, and then finally, the pattern came down on paper, and then it exploded a little bit more and a little bit more. Then it became a book, then it became a, a company, and, and then here we are. I know. Isn't that crazy? It's just like yeah. the stuff that happened in the past, you think, oh, well, that's just the past, you know, nothing's, but boy, I tell you what, now I can look back and the steps that have taken me from there to now, I'm the exact same way with you, Bob. I mean, I wrote this book and now I have this company, the same thing, you know, and everything else that's going along with it. And isn't that just incredible how it all can like transform into something awesome, you know, you take something negative and turn it, like I say, going from grief to great, and it's just taking something negative and turning it into the positive and then helping other people along the way. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And my big message is on this is that anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Anybody can. I, yeah, I, that's right. One of my core beliefs is that every single man, woman, and child on the planet has a dream, a God-given dream in their heart, something that God put there that they want you to do. It's kind of like, Joe, that you have, a, this, that there's this Joe-sized hole in the universe that God created you specifically to fill. And if he gave you this dream and wants you to achieve uh, these goals, that he's going to give you a way to do that. You just have to figure that out and you will mm-hmm. be successful. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, we only have a few minutes until break, but Bob joined my group on Facebook, and it's called Go For It, and we we're talking about uh, Robert Kiyosaki's books and how he teaches, and we'll get into this too later on, but how um, the cash flow quadrant game, and so after Bob 
talked about that a couple of times. I'm like, you know what? And so I found somebody else who played it. And so we actually got together for about a month or six weeks and we were playing it quite frequently. And I was finally winning. So I was winning the cash flow <laughs> game. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. But um, Bob has some great advice. And sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, sometimes you just have to listen to the tidbits of what people are putting out there. And you have to just um, look at what they're saying and maybe even kind of cut through some of the other stuff that they're saying, but really hone in on it. And sometimes you're going to meet people that just resonate with you. Sometimes you're just going to meet people that you know you need to work with or you need to collaborate with. And that's how I was with Bob when uh, we met on Facebook and from our our um, our, uh, our publisher that we just I just knew. And so when he was doing that, I'm like, yeah, this is great. So when people are putting tidbits of information out there, you know what, grasp some of those and something that resonates with you, grasp that, grasp that and really go with it. Because sometimes it's what's like Bob said, it's what's something that's in your heart you need to go after. And, you know, when I was in middle school, I wanted to be on radio and here, you know, here I am. And so it's just the different things that come into our lives that we just never know, um, where they're going to take us. And thank goodness, you know, for social media now, because, um, you know, I lived in, you know, pre-social media and now I'm in, you know, full social media. So we just have to listen to that. And Bob, we have about a minute and a half until break. So for ladies and gentlemen, if you want to get to Bob's website, it is lifechangers180.org. So again, lifechangers180.org. And then when we come back after break, we're going to talk more about with Bob and then talk about some of his successful coaching and the seven perfect steps to success because I'm interested in hearing all that. And if you have uh, questions for the show, ladies and gentlemen, give us a call at 1-888-346-9141 because we want to hear from you. Bob and I are here to answer your questions. So again, that is 1-888-346-9141. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Do you or somebody you love have a struggle with abuse? You don't need to be a slave to your abuse anymore. Listen for Beyond Abuse, Beyond Therapy, Beyond Anything with Dr. Lisa Cooney. Dr. Lisa overcame struggles in her own life. Two decades of sexual, emotional, and physical abuse nearly took their toll. In her 20s, she turned her life around and set upon a path to help others. She can help you find the key to take control of your life, too. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. 
Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. Thank you so much for listening. We have the fantastic Dr. Bob Dudley on the line with me today, and he is my wonderful um, guest. And we are talking about success and the, the steps it takes to get to be successful, even if you've always heard negative stuff in your life. That doesn't mean anything. You know what? That's just chatter. And it's chatter from other people that you don't even need to listen to. But we do. And so what Bob did is that's what he grew up in. He grew up in negative talk all his life when he was a child. So what he did is he turned that around and he decided to make something better of himself. So, Bob, I am excited to hear more about you and more about your story. So, we talked about, you know, you went to, you got your degree in physics and then in the Army and then in the Air Force, was it? <clears throat> but how did you come up with your seven perfect steps to success? How did that, because for ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, he wrote a book called The Seven Perfect Steps to Success. So how did that all come about? Well, uh, the seed, the like I said, was getting that degree in physics. And that actually gave me the first step which uh, I call precious burning desire. It's like this all-consuming um, dream that fills my entire heart and my entire soul, and I can't help but go after it. So that's mm-hmm. the first step, actually. Uh, it's called the seven perfect steps because perfect is an acrostic for the seven steps to keep them in mind. And the first step is precious burning desire. It's having something that, um, well, it's like this. At, at our, at our uh, two-day seminars, we have a, a game we play at the very beginning where we give the the clients these little wooden blocks that children play with. And we give them like four of them and these marbles. And we say, you have the marbles, you get one shot, you've got to throw the marble and knock down all the blocks. And the blocks are set up in such a way that it's virtually impossible with the marble to knock these down. And then uh, after that frustration sets in, we give them a beach ball that they blow up. And now they throw them at the blocks, and they, it's inevitable that they're going to knock the blocks down. And what we tell people is the size of your dreams determines uh, the obstacles you're going to overcome. When you, when you have like a marble-sized dream, every obstacle seems insurmountable. But when your dream is as big as this beach ball, you may not even notice the obstacles. You just run right over them. So, uh, so we, we emphasize how important it is to just have a huge, massive, big dream. Mm, I love that. I love that because it is so true because if your dream is not big enough and all of a sudden you have that marble and you're like, oh, heck with it. And then you turn and you go somewhere else and you turn and then all of a sudden your dream is dead or, you know, it won't come back until, you know, maybe several years later. So I love that, Bob. That is fantastic. Yeah. So that and and, and getting that physics degree, that's what it was. I had this this all consuming. I couldn't do anything else. I had to. I had to do it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I don't know what everybody's physics degree is, but there's something out there that you can do where you can dominate the world, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, mm-hmm. and it could be being, uh, it could be being a mayor or a city councilman or being, uh, or president of the United States or, or running a donut shop or just making sure your kids are raised properly and that they're able to, to, you know, be contributing members to society. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter the size of the thing you take, it's the size of it in your heart. That's what's important. That's right. And sometimes, you know, dreams come to us, uh, which, and um, one of my business coaches years ago said, whatever it was when you were five or six that you really dreamed about or thought about, sometimes that will come back to resonate with you when you're older. And I, I remember when we lived in the capital city and 
of the state I live in. And when inauguration time was, it was all the big lights and they just put on a big hubbub, you know. I don't think they do that now, but back in the day they did. And my parents would get dressed up and they'd go to this. I'd be like, wow, someday, you know. Mm -hmm. And here I am now sit on city council. Yes, there you go. I didn't even think about it at the time when I was asked to run for city council. But as mm-hmm. after I got on, I'm like, oh, wow, wait a minute. You know, I start you start thinking about things like that. So it is bizarre, but it's also really cool that mm-hmm. things can come back. And so when you talk about that, it's just it just hits right on the, in the nail on the head because that's exactly what happens. And it, it mm. doesn't matter how old you are doesn't matter if you're young or older or you know middle age or whatever but there's always dreams within your heart and there's okay. always things you can go after doesn't matter so so go ahead Absolutely. so sorry bob so go ahead with right. number two <laughs> well the, <laughs> the second step i call exercise your faith and not your fear and basically um that starts to set up the idea of going to the positive instead of the negative you know i believe that fear and faith are really opposite sides of the same coin. Faith is a belief of something that's going to happen in your life, something positive. Well, fear really is believing that something negative is going to happen. So they're both a type of faith. It's just, are you believing in the good? Or are you believing in the bad? And what's, you know, what's taking priority in your, in your heart? So um, one of the things I learned is that sometimes people find it hard to have faith in themselves and, and especially if they've grown up negative or they've grown up without really accomplishing that, that childhood dream or whatever, and, and it's hard to build that faith. So one of the things we talk about is, is let's have faith first in the universe and the fact that it's a, it's a tough playing field, but it's even. God's not out to get you. You know, he wants you to be successful. Like I said, he has a, a mission for you. And then I talk about having faith in a process. And one of the things we do in our training is we'll give people a sheet of paper with instructions on how to build one of those origami birds. And then we'll have them sit down with some origami paper and they'll do it three or four times watching the instructions. And then we take the instructions away and sure enough, they can build this bird on their own. And, and the point being that if you, if you can find somebody that knows a process that's similar to the dream that you want to accomplish, follow their steps until you can build faith in yourself because eventually you will. And eventually you'll find out that you don't even need the training rules anymore. You're, you're off running on your own. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I love that. With yeah, that's so true. Here. It's so yeah. true. Absolutely. And, uh, and then we also give, uh, uh, quickly some tools on how to overcome different fears and whether fears are, uh, important to overcome. For instance, uh, a fear that I don't think we really need to overcome is if you're say a housewife in the hills of, of Colorado and you're afraid of sharks, well, you probably don't need to overcome that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then if you're uh, if you're like a uh, if you're if you're afraid of putting your hand in a in a roaring fire, that's maybe a fear you need to hold on to. So there's mm-hmm. some fears you mm-hmm. can avoid, some fears you, you you should keep, and then there's fears that you do need to overcome. Like say if you decide that you want to um, be in sales, inside sales, and you need to call people and talk to them about buying whatever product you probably need to overcome your fear of talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we deal with a little bit on uh, some techniques on how to do that. But, but mostly we, we, in this second step, we emphasize the fact that it's faith. First, let's have faith in a process. Now let's have faith and learn how to build faith in ourselves because it, it will come. 
I will have to tell you, I um, I was having some car issues, and I was talking to a young car salesman, oh, a couple weeks ago now, and 26 years old, you know, and I said, and before that, he was a welder, and I said, what got you into sales, you know, and he goes, uh-huh. because I have read so much self-development that, and I want to be an entrepreneur someday, but they said, if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to learn how to sell, and he goes, and I don't, I'm not good at selling, <laughs> so he said, here I am selling cars, and I'm like, what an inspiration you are. I'm telling for, you, yeah. Yeah, and then he was sitting right next to one of the um, one of the most, um, uh, what, however they saw, you know, the guy who sells the most cars there. And his, mm-hmm. his office was right next to him. And what he did was he befriended that gentleman. And that gentleman got so busy that he would hand off stuff to this young man. And I'm oh, like, wow. He's going wow. You know, and it's like. Yeah. Those are the type of situations, you know, he took himself out of a really, really good paying job because he was, he said he was making really good money as a welder, went to a job that he wasn't making hardly jack squat, you know, at the beginning, of course, and, you know, newly married. And I'm like, good for you. You are a true entrepreneur, you know, because you're taking yourself out of, you know, something that's safe and secure to something out of fear Mm -hmm. and taking it and learning it and growing it. Yeah, so, how about that? He's going places. He is. That's what I said. I said, you are going places, young man. <laughs> I said, well, you go. You know, that's fantastic. So it just, that's what made me really think of him when you're talking about this, because he said, he goes, I hate, I, I'm scared of sales. Or he, he was when he first started it. He goes, I didn't know how uh-huh. to sell. And so they were putting him through classes. And But he had the belief that he wants to be an entrepreneur. And so from that belief that he knew the steps he had to take to do it. And right. what he told me, he still wasn't sure what he wanted to do as a business, but at least he's taking the steps now to do it. And the gentleman oh, that right. he works with, yeah, the gentleman that he works with, actually, um, I've known him from before, and he used to work at a bank, and he just got tired of working for corporate America and, and banking, and wanted to, mm-hmm. he knew he was good at selling, so he went and sold cars, and now he's the best-selling car salesman there. So you just never know. <laughs> you never know where your life's going to take you. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm sure you can look back on your life and see all these things you learned that were lessons that are, like, critical now. I, I know that, and I can do this piece, and it's, and it's you know, easy because mm-hmm. of some of my life experiences. Yeah. Exactly. And, and we're all like that. You know, because of our experiences, it's at first what seems so insurmountable now mm-hmm. seems so easy. Because we took the steps and you don't, some people you can delve in right away and get it done, but other people have to take baby steps and that's okay. As long as you're going toward your dream, you know, for example, I'm just going to give this radio show. I was talking to somebody. I said, you know, the radio, I said, it's so easy, but I love it so much. It's just, and he goes, you know, to me, radio would be horrible. It would be hard for me because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to talk on the, on the, you know, I, he goes, I would get so nervous. I wouldn't be able to do it. And I'm like, it just like it took me back. I'm like, oh yeah, right. <laughs> it's not everybody's dream, you know. And so right. when you're going, when you're going after your dream, you do. You have to have that faith, and and yet fear mm-hmm. too. And fear actually should drive you also to be going after your dreams because you really should hammer out what your fear is, and then hammer through how you're going to get through that fear. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, I love that. I love that. Exercise your faith and not your fear. And so you just really have to keep going with what what your heart believes you need to do and keep going after it. That's right. You know, all of us 
have done two things that are extremely difficult. We learned how to walk when all we could do was lay there. And all of us learned a language without having a book. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And we just don't remember that because we were babies at the time. But if you could accomplish that, you can accomplish anything you set your mind to. It's just That's right. That's right. You know, a baby to two years old, oh, my gosh, look at the, you know, the development. And you're right. You go right, from the the, in there from crawling to walking, and you just do the same steps uh-huh. as is your, you know, in your life. Yeah, I tell people: imagine if the baby got up on the coffee table and steadied herself and took that first step and fell down and said, "Ah, this walking's not for me." Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, they have just the opposite. Right. They you just know? keep going after it, going after it, and uh, yep. and part of it's probably because they see all these big humans walking around doing it. They know it's possible. They just got to figure it out, and then they just mm-hmm. keep going until they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the only really yeah, thing that's limiting to us is our own self-limits. You know, like I say, don't let the naysayers, you know, put you down and give you that negative because – all they're doing is they're living in a life of mediocrity, so they want you to live in a life of mediocrity. And mm-hmm. why do you need to live? You don't, you're not living their life. You're living your life. And so you need to right. listen to the positive and go after all yep. the wonderful things that will happen. 100%. I tell people, you know, hang out with the people you want to be, not the people that you were. Exactly. Keep looking exactly. for that positive, yeah. Exactly. So then our next, our next step is called repeat after me. And, Ooh, uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's in there is two things. One is gratitude. Um, for whatever reason, well, my steps are based on biblical principles. And for whatever reason, God gravitates to gratitude, to thankfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just, just be thankful for what you have and what you're going to have. And be thankful that you were given a dream. And be thankful that you have the ability to pursue that dream. So gratitude is critical. And then the next thing is um and repeat after me, is uh, affirmations. Positive affirmations work. I I teach my people that actually positive affirmations work all the time. But what happens if they don't work? Well, I think the key is that, um, uh, you know, our development time is from from zero to seven years. And whatever people speak over us then uh, sticks. So if your positive affirmations aren't working, it's only because there's another affirmation that is much more powerful in your psyche, in your subconscious, that you've latched onto and you believe. So if you have people speaking over you that uh, you'll never amount to anything, that uh, you know, uh, you're meant to be seen and not heard, uh, I remember my stepdad telling me, you know, if I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Um, mm. If you grow up in that, and that becomes your world, when you try positive affirmations, they're not going to work because you believe that. What you have to do is you have to believe the positive affirmations. Are you may and you know if they're not working, maybe what you need to do is is get some therapy to deal with issues that you've had as a child because affirmations work. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. people speak blessings over you. That's going to work. Mm-hmm. You have to and you have to go after that. And uh, and I and I teach people that you want to uh, see it, say it, and and share it. So you want to, uh, I have right in my bedroom, at the foot of my bed, between my closet and my bathroom, I have my vision board. And I mm-hmm. change it like every two or three weeks. I have pictures of, of a Bible college I want to start. I have pictures of Life Changers 180. I've got pictures of my wife and I up at the very top, you know, to draw closer to her and, and just different things on it. So I see that every day. I say my affirmations every day. I share what my dreams are 
with everybody around me. You know, I, I tell people what I want Life Changers 180 to be uh, as it's growing up, and uh, and and I share it with everybody I can. I get in a conversation with. Uh, so repeat after me. It's just about putting that out there in the universe. It's amazing how your dream starts becoming real when you make a vision board and you start telling your your relatives and your friends and and people what you want to accomplish. It, it just it makes it so much more concrete and real. It does. It does. And don't again, yeah. you know, put it out there and don't let the negative people block you. You know, keep going after Absolutely. because you know what you need. You know what you want. So mm-hmm. do it. You Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And Bob, and we have about one, three minutes until break. So if you want to go through the rest of them or we can wait till after break, that's up to you. Well, I'll go through them real quick. Uh, okay. Those were the important, real important foundational ones. Then there's first-hand knowledge. That's about learning what you need to do. For instance, an entrepreneur, maybe you know how to dance or, or do martial arts or cook, but do you know how to run a business? Do you know how to do your profit and loss statements? Do you know how to get insurance, you know, register your business? So, so learn everything you need to be successful. And then mm-hmm. effective plan. Make a plan. Don't just jump out. I know a lot of people say ready, fire, aim. They say, just go out and start and then figure it out as you go. Well, nine out of 10 entrepreneurs fail, I think, because they don't have a plan. So make a good plan, and then concrete action is the next step, and that's to actually take the first step to make it real. And that Mm -hmm. first step is whatever in your mind makes you go from, this is a theory and a great idea, to, oh, my goodness, I'm really going to do this. And then Mm -hmm. finally, uh, tenacious persistence, and that's so key, and that just means never quit. Never quit, no matter tenacious what. Tenacious persistence, is that what you said? Yeah, tenacious persistence. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, for, I mean, this is, you, hopefully you were taking notes because this is concrete, awesome uh, information that Bob was just given to us. And when we come back after break, we're going to talk about one of his most successful stories of uh, somebody that is near and dear to him. And so, ladies and gentlemen, for Bob's website, it is lifechangers180.org. And then for mine, you know, it's joehosman.com. Joe, or my email is joe at joehosman.com. My website, of course, is joehosman.com. But if you have questions for the show, give us a call at one eight eight eight. Three four six nine one four one. Hey, maybe you're stuck. Maybe you're wondering what to do with a dream or something that you have. Give us a call. Let us uh, talk you through it. Bob is here to answer your questions for you as well. So again, it is lifechangers180.org. And then mine, of course, is Joe. You can email me, joe at joehosman.com. The phone number to call in is 1-888-346-9141. And Bob, this is so exciting. I can't wait to come back and hear about your biggest success in a coaching client. And ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Hi, I'm Sam Nussbaum, WellPoint's Chief Medical Officer. We proudly support the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together to provide children with a healthier start in life. Visit marchofdimes.org. 
follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It, my show here on Voice America Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Joe Hosman. Hey, fantastic guest on the line with me today, Dr. Bob Dudley. We were just going over the seven steps to success that he wrote about in his, the seven, I'm sorry, the seven perfect steps to success and how you can achieve your dreams. Dr. Bob Dudley has had many, many years of experience of this, and he just laid it out so concretely is just almost like yeah this is exactly what it needs to be and as we're talking at break he just said you know when he was doing the self-development back um through the years and i've done the same thing it's like yeah this is exactly what we do this is exactly how people you know him and i operate and you know how we want our clients to operate so now bob i am excited to hear about your big biggest success I know you've mentioned right. her before, but I, I just cannot wait for you to tell me again and then also tell our audience about your, your guys' big, biggest success. All right. Yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. Uh, it's Madison Strimpeck, and um, she's my granddaughter, and she's also the daughter of the CEO of our company, Robin Strimpeck. And um, right now, let me tell you about her now, and then I'll tell you where she came from. She's uh, actually she's the 2017 one of the 2017 nominees for the International Children's Peace Prize. It's like the the child version of the Nobel Peace Prize. She's um, she's the number one best selling author from uh, the age of ten. She's an international keynote speaker. She just got back from New Zealand, where she was the the speaker at an international conference there. And later this year, she'll be going to South Korea to launch the Korean translation of her book. So she's doing rather well. She's helped hundreds mm-hmm. of children around the world uh, on this special problem that, she's, that she had that she solved. So let me tell you uh, where Madison uh, came to all this. It was, um, it was February 13th, 2015. It was the, the, the eve of Valentine's Day that year. It was a Friday. Now, she had uh, gone to school to have her Valentine's Day priority, and she was so excited because her mom had made these little treats, uh, uh, pretzels dipped in different colored chocolate for her to take, pink and red and white. And uh, she was going to do the party, come home, get ready, and the next morning she was going to go to her dad's house, her dad and his girlfriend's house, to spend Valentine's uh, with with them. And she was all excited. It was like the, the whole thing was planned. But she didn't know that the night before um, – she got her mom, Robin, had gotten a phone call from uh, her ex's girlfriend saying that uh, he had gone to prison. And uh, oh. he, so she was going to have to cancel, and Madison's whole life is, is going to change. 
So anyways, Madison goes to school that day, and she comes home all excited, and, and it's time to go to bed. And Robin actually had decided to wait that day to give Madison one more day of a normal life before she gave her the news. So it's, uh, it's bedtime, and Robin says to Madison, we need to have uh, an adult talk right now, a grown-up talk. And uh, Madison, 10 years old, she knows that that's serious and, and no joking around. And, and Robin gave her the news that her dad was in prison. So uh, one of the things they tried to do is find uh, counselors and books and different things to help Madison cope with what's going on in her life in this massive uh, life change. And there's really no books that describe how a child feels and how to deal with those feelings of betrayal and hurt and, and the loss of trust and, and you know, what are you going to tell your friends and, 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 and that. So there's nothing out there. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, As a sidebar, Madison, uh, being my granddaughter and Robin's daughter, Robin, uh, one of our main speakers and the CEO of our company, she hangs out with us at all of our seminars and and, and all the stuff we do. So to her, being successful is just, that's life. There is no such thing as failing. She doesn't understand failing. So she told her mom, she says, um, you know, there's no books out there. I like to, I think I'll write a book. Children need to know they're not alone. They need to know what this feels like and that it's okay to have these feelings and here's how you deal with it. And um, one of the things that we do in our training is we do an exercise called why not. And what that is, is we have somebody tell uh, their partner what their dream is. And then the partner is supposed to say, why not? That's an awesome dream. You should go for that. You can so do that. And, and, and a lot of positive reinforcement and encouragement. So when Madison told her mom that, you know, I'll write a book. And now she's 10 years old. Most devastating news I think a child could have. And she says, well, I'll write a book. And her mom says, why not? I think that's a great idea. You could do that. I'll help you. If you write the book, I'll make sure it gets published. So Madison journaled from February until October things that were happening. Um, Like, for instance, uh, she journaled about what she felt like the night she found out and how she stayed up the whole night just crying her eyes out. Mm -hmm. And uh, she talked about um, what it was like when her friends would talk about what their dads were doing and, you know, how she felt and should she say something or not. She talked about the day that she asked her mom, Uh, So do we need to move now because we don't want anybody to know what's going on? And she talked Mm -hmm. about, oh, school, this one broke my heart. Uh, Father-daughter donut day at school Mm -hmm. where the dads were supposed to come in and they were going to do breakfast at school. And and nobody, none of her friends knew yet that he had been arrested. And so her uncle David uh, took her out to breakfast that day and kept her out of school and, and spent some quality time. Um, with her, and she talked about that. She talked about the first time uh, that she saw him at prison and talked with him and, with, mm. and, and the emotion that, that was mm-hmm. involved in that. So, wow. Like she, so she wrote this book called Everyone Makes Mistakes Living with My Daddy in Jail. Oh, I like right. that title. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm not going to judge dad. In the book, she says, I won't, I'm not going to judge my daddy by what he did, but by the size of the love in his heart. Mm. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, so the book took off when she wrote it. It was published November of 2015. A couple of months later, she was actually invited to the White House to introduce the attorney general at a conference on women in the, in the criminal justice system. 
and then uh, and then it went viral. Uh, you know, it's been now two over two years, and uh, yeah. it's she's helped hundreds of children just here in the United States. Uh, you know, let alone overseas in other countries. And uh, wow, and so that, she yeah, is so an inspiration. Yeah, and she and it's funny to watch her because you know, uh, she believes she believes the seven steps. She believes that success is inevitable. You just mm-hmm. have to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and defeat or not making it just doesn't enter her head. It's just amazing to watch a child that's raised that way. Well, and I think she gets a lot from you, Bob. I really do. I mean, <laughs> you, you determined early on that you weren't going to let the negative, you know, outweigh the positive. And so I can see that she got a lot of that from you. For, from what I know of you, you know, so kudos to you and kudos to your wife and kudos to your daughter for raising such a strong woman, you know, strong young lady, because mm-hmm. she's going to go places. And, you know, and this really is a thing of raising them young into a positive environment because of the fact that she was able to do that. Now, a lot of kids, even if they're in a positive environment, might not have that same mentality, but she was in... Uh, area of her life that she, you know, she watched you guys, she watched the positivity and she, you know, so she turned around and um, wanted to help other children and mm-hmm. so much kudos for her. I mean, that's just oh, yeah. a couple of people have just texted me and go, wow, pass the Kleenex. I'm like, I know I'm about crying oh, over here, oh, yeah. but that good for her and good for her mm-hmm. for standing up for what she believes in and wanting to help back other people because I lost my dad when I was 11 and we had a wonderful family, a wonderful household. And, you know, she's right. You don't know what to say when the other kids are talking about their dads. You don't know, mm-hmm. you know, when other kids are including their dads and think we didn't have donuts with dads back then. But, you know, even going to, you know, special events at the school, you don't know how to act because your dad's not, and, you know, unfortunately, my dad passed away of a heart attack, but you don't know how to act and you don't know what to do. And you, you know, every day you're creating your new normal. And with her, you know, I, I, and I can relate because I felt a lot of the same way because I was like, well, what am I supposed to do if everybody's talking about their dad and I can't bring my dad, you know, and my brothers were the same way. So kudos Mm -hmm. to her. And kudos to you guys for raising her and her mom for raising her in that environment and for her wanting to give back. And that that takes a special, special person to do that. And so I am and look at her. She's been in New Zealand. Now she's going to go to South Uh Korea and she doesn't get scared to go and speak on stage. No, it's it's amazing. She wow. just she gets up there and she just talks. She's got her PowerPoint presentation or a flip charts and she just goes for it. It's so it's it's kind of cool. It's natural. Oh yeah, and and the thing is, it's something that comes from her heart, and right. so that's why it's exactly. easier for her to do that because it comes from her heart and it's something she lives with, <clears throat> and you know mm-hmm. is dealing with on a daily basis, and so that's why it's probably easier for her to do it. But to get in front of an audience, good for her. Because you're right, when she's a natural, just think of the places she's going to go in her life. Right, absolutely. So, kudos um, one to of the you things guys. I think that's really cool that Robin has taught her is she, Robin doesn't ask her, what do you want to be when you grow up? She asks her, what problems are you going to solve? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Perfect, perfect. And that's, I think we should all be asking, you know, 
and asking ourselves mm-hmm. and asking other people, what problems do you want to solve? And I wake up every morning and say, what problem can I solve today? Who can you yep. put me, God, in path with today that I can help solve their problem? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, kudos to you guys. Well, that is that is a true, true inspiration. And I can see why she would be your bi- biggest success. Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, now did she use the same publisher we did or did they self-publish it or? No, book? it was actually the... Um, very first book that Life Changers 180 published. Now we've published since then three more books, but that was our first book that we ever published. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Okay, so it's called Everyone Makes Mistakes, Living with My Daddy in Jail? Yeah, by Madison Strimpeck. How do you spell her last name? S-T- S-T-R-E-M-P-E-K. P-E-K, okay. Good for her. That is fantastic. Now, Bob, unfortunately... We only have a few more minutes until the end of the show. So um, what I ask my guests, and I don't know how you can even top this after telling about your biz- biggest success because <laughs> she is a true inspiration. But what I ask my people is if nobody has heard anything else with this show, are there any lasting words you'd like to leave for the audience today? Yes. Actually, I'm glad you asked that because um, I think the biggest advice that I can give uh, a, a young entrepreneur or somebody that's trying to start out is, is seriously, don't do it alone. Being an entrepreneur especially can be like one of the loneliest things that you ever do. So like I said earlier, hang out with people that you want to be, not the like people that you were. And, and here's the thing, find a coach or a mentor. Now, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people say, well, mentors are expensive, mm-hmm. but if you're going to be successful, you're going to spend money on your education, and you could do it the hard way or the easy way. Now, I did it the hard way. I figured it out myself, and I probably wasted well over $100,000 mm-hmm. trying to figure this stuff out on my own and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if there's somebody out there that's thinking about being an entrepreneur, it doesn't have to be me or, or, or our company, but you, you need to get a mentor. You need to get somebody that's been there and done that something similar to what you want to do and follow what they teach you because it'll happen much faster and it'll happen much cheaper. I, um, when I, I was a professor at the Naval Academy and I took a sailboat to Bermuda and back from Annapolis five days in the ocean. And when you get to Bermuda, Bermuda is a, is a coral island. So there's a lot of it underwater. And if you don't know how to get into the harbor, you'll sink. There's tons and tons of boats that have uh, hit the corals and, and sunk. I don't know what I don't know when I get there. So I looked at other people's maps that they designed, and it was very easy for me to get in the harbor. And it could have been deadly if I tried to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. Being, a, being an entrepreneur by yourself could be deadly. Don't do it by yourself. Find a mentor. Find somebody that you can go with and teach you how to be successful. Exactly. And we did have a caller on the line, but unfortunately, I don't think we have enough time to get to her. So, but for um, for Bob's site, go to lifechangers180.org. So lifechangers180.org and definitely check him out and check out his website. And like, you, like he said, get a mentor, get a coach. Don't do this alone because being an entrepreneur, especially a solo entrepreneur is tough stuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, but it's worth it. 
it's worth it. And when you follow your dreams, it's so worth it. But get mentors and get people who have done it bigger, better, bolder than you have. And remember, that's why I say every week, bigger, better, and bolder than we have. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening today. And thank you so much for being part of the show each and every week. I so appreciate each and every one of you. I want you to have self-respect, self-assurance, and also respecting your life's journey. All right. And Bob talked about that today. I talk about it every week. And remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out, be great. Have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you next week. God bless. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.